Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome to the Where I Join the Curls podcast. This is a thought dump episode. Different things that I have observed, felt, or experienced in the last few weeks. And I'll start with yesterday, Valentine's Day. I woke up extremely sad and I couldn't understand why. I asked myself like, okay, do you want flowers, a coffee? Do you want a journal? Like, do you want to cry? Like, what triggered this? Let me fix this. Let me fix us. I was even trying to cancel my gym session, but my trainer was not with it. (laughs) And I'm just talking to myself through these emotions. Like, I don't understand. We went to sleep so happy. And then I go to the bathroom and bam. (sighs) My monthly friend came to visit me. And y'all, being a woman is fucking hard. It is hard. But I showed up. I went to the gym and I took my magic mind. Magic mind literally comes through for me every single time. Magic mind boosts your energy and productivity while decreasing stress and anxiety, all while using natural ingredients so you don't feel like a little crackhead. They use ingredients like ashwagandha, matcha, turmeric. And if you haven't tried it, head over to magicmind.com slash curls and use code joeandcurls20 for up to 56% off your first order. And now I share this to tell you that there will be lots of times where you are feeling a feeling, where you're feeling a certain way, certain emotions are coming up and you don't even understand why. There's so much that contributes to how we feel, especially who we hang around. In this case, it was mother nature. But the more that I hang out with others, the more that I see how their energy and emotions affect mine. It's important to be mindful of what emotions you carry, which ones are yours and which ones need to be returned to where they came from. But anyways, after reading Journey of Souls, and if you've been here for a while, you know Journey of Souls is the most transformative book that I have ever read. And I will literally brag to the world about this book. Because even if you don't believe in its message, even if you don't believe in it, you just become so intrigued with life. And that's what happened to me. I became highly intrigued not only with my life and my journey, but I became highly intrigued with past life and learning about souls and just using this book as a tool to help me in my journey. I recently had a past life regression session with a woman named Jenna, which I'll be interviewing her soon. But during hypnosis, I told her that I did not have a past life. I told her that I came from somewhere else. And at the end of our session, she asked me if I was surprised by this. And I told her that yes and no. Yes, I am surprised because of the amount of awareness and how connected I am to higher source. I am so connected to everybody else's emotions. I'm connected to nature. Like, I am highly aware. And I told her that there's so much that I know and feel. And that if this is my first life that I am surprised that this is the life that I have built for myself. I felt like, and I feel like, if I haven't been here before, then I would have stronger addictions and vices. I would assume that I would experience a a lower vibration life as opposed to the life that I have designed for myself. And then the no. My soul is very adventurous. My soul loves to explore and see new things. And every experience is as if I'm having it for the first time. I watch sunsets with awe. I take a sip of coffee as if I've never had it. I've designed my life as if I was imprisoned before and I must do it and see it all. And the last piece that makes me feel like, yes, this is my first, that this could be my first time here, 
is because when I watch people who are angry, when people are rude to me, when people do certain things, I just don't understand it. Like, I don't understand it and I wish that I could understand the level of emotion that they carry. So again, I was in between, yes, I've been here before, no, I haven't. But now here's the thing. As I was in hypnosis, I had the awareness that my subconscious is blocking this from my life right now. And that I was just meant to connect to Jenna because she is supposed to help me. During the session, I had this feeling that I wanted to work with her. That I wanted her to help me heal. And as I'm sharing this, I'm getting very emotional because of the amount of deja vu. The amount of I know what's going to happen. The amount of I've been here before, I've done this. Those feelings just leave me shocked. Like there are things that happen to me that I'm like, I know what's going to happen. There's conversations that I have with people and I feel their emotions and I'm like, I feel like you're lying. There's certain things that happen to me and I'm like, I knew that this was going to happen. I seen it before like, and it's just crazy. But anyways, I reached out to her recently as I was getting ready to record this episode and I text her and I said, Hey Jenna, hope that you have had a great weekend. Could I quickly ask you? Do you think I said no to not having a past life because I don't have one or because my subconscious doesn't think that I'm ready for this information? Because when I told you I felt like I was a male in that cave, could it be because that has been my dominant energy that I have used to navigate this life or because I was a man before? (laughs) She responds, it could have been literal and then you may have moved into the energy of using that vision as a metaphor. I just pulled a card and asked for clarification. And I pulled the divine timing card. Meaning you're not meant to know the full answer of where your soul has been. It's asking you to trust. Wow. It's it's asking you to trust. Fuck, let me, let me clear up my eyes because they're getting watery. It's asking you to trust in the timing of spirit to reveal the answers to you clearly. And I share this with you because you're smarter than what you give yourself credit for. Your body holds all the answers that you're looking for. In order to be in sync with your body and use it to navigate life, you must pay attention to it and act accordingly. The more you ignore it, the less it shows up for you. But the more that you act on it, the more that you are able to see how you hold all the answers. And it's important to know when you're carrying and feeling your own emotions versus when you are picking up someone else's because then their thoughts and their emotions become yours. And I know it's crazy to even think about it, but there's sometimes when you feel chaotic, where you feel confused, where you feel unsure, where you're feeling sad, where you're feeling depressed, where you're feeling angry. And you're like, wait, but I wouldn't act this way. And then you come to reason and you're like, but wait, I wouldn't act this way. I'm not feeling this way. Why am I experiencing this? Then there's a whole other part of you that you already know. And again, I share my life with you so that you can understand that we know more than what we lead ourselves to believe. And in me doing this hypnosis, I understood that it wasn't my time for this information to be revealed to me. That I was meant to meet her in order for me to connect with her and to work with her. And of course, I'll share with you bits and pieces of what happened during my hypnosis. I told her that I was a male in a cave. She asked me if this was a certain time period, to which I said this was no time period, that this was a mindset. As she digged deeper, I told her that I was in this cave because I was hiding my emotions. I was scared to walk towards the outside of the cave because it meant that I would have to be vulnerable with others about my feelings. I was afraid of showing my emotions. I could see myself walking towards the edge of this cave, wanting desperately to be outside. I did not want to be in this cave. I did not belong in this cave. I did not want to be protected. So during this session, my left shoulder started hurting. I was in pain. And this pain was being caused because of my emotional pain. 
all the pain that I had had trapped in my body. And if you're spiritual and you see physical pain as a translation of emotional pain, then you would understand that my shoulder hurting signifies all the weight and emotional burdens that I have been carrying and the traumas that I have yet to deal with. The left side of our body is associated with emotions and intuition. So it also has to do with me ignoring my intuition. In real life, this comes up as me not always being as honest as I would like to be. I hide certain things to protect others, but most importantly to protect myself. I allow myself to open up to people, but always to a certain extent. When someone makes me feel a certain way that's not positive, I rarely take the time to express it and just brush it off. But it's something that I have been working on because I know how important it is for me to learn to communicate or express myself in a way that people understand. I also run from intimacy. I fear getting close to people because intimacy comes with being vulnerable at all times. But what I realized is that the cave represented the box that I placed myself in or rather allowed other people to place me in there. Because when expressing myself, I was always labeled as angry. I was taught that anger was a bad emotion and it is not. It's what you do with that emotion and how you express yourself. I was always labeled as sensitive when in fact it wasn't that I was being sensitive but that people were being fucked up were throwing shade or being rude and I just had to sit there and take it. It was that every time I brought something up to someone, it usually led to one of us walking away. And that's no longer happening because I don't care how long it takes me. I'm working on voicing my exact feelings in a respectful way. I'm working on standing with my emotions and expressing myself because I am too self-aware. I am too smart to continue to bottle my feelings. And I'll just give you an example of something that recently happened. I won't share all the details because it's still recent but something happened that led me that reminded me of who i used to be and the things that i used to do and in my mind i'm like okay it's time for me to speak up it's time for me to tell these two friends exactly what i feel and what their actions have triggered in me and what i'm looking for and sadly if people around me are not willing to put in the work for themselves and are just going to disrupt my energy my peace I'm not dealing with it. But I recently had a a heart-to-heart with a friend to which I told her something that she had done a year ago. Yes, bitch, a fucking year ago that affected me because it affected my other friends and it affected the trip that we were on. And I was able to voice to her that I understood where she was coming from during this trip. I understood the circumstances that allowed her to act out. But I told her as we are preparing to go on another trip, I don't want to experience that. I don't want to live through that. I don't want to have to deal with that. Because I'm so protective of my energy and I am protective of other people's too. I do not want to put myself through bad situations or bad experiences just because I love people. And I know that I have brought this up before where I've told you I go to the same restaurants. (laughs) It's no secret. I don't like changes. If I love your service, I'm going to keep visiting the restaurants. That's just it. And I've noticed that when I would bring certain people to these restaurants, I would get a different experience than what I normally do when I'm by myself. And why is that? Because energy affects everything. The way that you come into a restaurant, the way that you approach someone, your face, your demeanor, even if you are the sweetest being, says a lot. And people react to that. People react to energy. So I found myself being in places where I normally go to and being treated differently. And I don't want that. I don't want that for my upcoming trips. I don't want that for my life. And I know that it's a work in progress that you cannot change overnight. But I want to make sure that if you're next to me, if we're doing life together, then you're aware of your shitty behavior, that you're aware of your patterns, that you are aware of how you act that affects other people just like how i would expect for people to call me out if i'm doing something that negatively impacts 
a group that negatively impacts whoever it is. That if I am doing something and it bothers you, that if I'm doing something and I trigger you, please speak up because I'm also human. And yes, I have a lot of self-awareness, but there's some times that I don't know. And if something affected you, I would like to correct that. So anyways, I had this conversation with her and it went super well. I told her like, this is what happened during that trip. I am not allowing that for this upcoming trip. And I told her kindly, respectfully, I don't care who I lose as long as I don't lose myself. I will, I refuse, I refuse to allow myself to be in situations that I used to place myself in before. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, it is no secret that one of my soul's lesson here is self-love. I have consistently put myself through situations that showed me that I was lacking love. I held on to people in the hopes that they could love me because I couldn't love myself. I pushed away people when I felt like their love was too powerful or overbearing what I could give myself. <laughs> The moment that I woke up to this realization that I didn't love myself was on a Belgian bathroom floor when I sat there on a cold fucking floor just playing Romeo Santos, journaling, and crying. And looking back, it was not only love that I lacked, but I lacked self-awareness. I lacked accountability. I lacked proper communication. All these things allowed me to self-destruct. All these things were ingredients for a recipe for disaster. And I am no longer cooking up the same recipes. We're doing it differently. We're doing it from experience this time. A few weeks back, as I was celebrating the holidays with my family, I received the typical Yenovio, where's the boyfriend question. And even though it's highly expected, it threw me off. Because I just don't understand why people think that we need to have a significant other in order to lead a significant life. How could I deeply love someone else when I haven't dived into fully loving myself? How could I fully accept someone else's love when I hadn't fully accepted mine? I couldn't be with someone else without learning how to love myself first. Why? Yes, relationships serve as a mirror. They serve to show you your wounds and what you need to work on. But what I recently learned is that until I'm not committed to myself, I cannot commit to someone else. And I used to end up settling for less than I deserved because I didn't value myself. I tolerated things because I needed to feel love. And my need to feel love was greater than my self-respect. I accepted breadcrumbs because I couldn't see myself having the whole loaf. I felt that if I asked for the whole bag, they would leave. I allowed people to negotiate my worth, and that is not okay. If I truly believed in what my value is and what I deserve, I would have never allowed for less. And I bring this up to tell you, to highlight what's wrong with this question. This question, the where's the boyfriend or you should be in a relationship, it implies that there's a lack. And because there's a lack, it must mean that there is something wrong with the person who is being asked this. Because if there was nothing wrong with them, then they would be in a relationship. Not being in a relationship doesn't make you less than someone who is. Not being in a relationship does not devalue you. And you think you're being harmless by asking someone this question, but it is highly unnecessary. So I'll remind you that we're not all here on the same path. We're not all here meant to be in a relationship at every single point in, in our lives. We do need a season of isolation because that's where a lot of our deep work gets done. A lot of us have a lot of self-work to do before we can be in union with another person. And that is completely okay. And now, I don't know who needs to hear this, but I read this quote and I immediately, and I immediately knew that I had to share here. The quote said, Sometimes it's more than if they wanted to, they would. Sometimes it's if you believed you could have more, you would. <sighs> Let me fucking repeat this. Sometimes it's more than if they wanted to, they would. Sometimes it's if you believed you could have more, you would. Bitch. Oof. 
And I know what the fuck I want. I know what I deserve. I know. I fucking know. And until I don't meet someone who has what I want, I'm not settling. And I've shared this with you before and I've been asked, what do I look for in a partner? And I have said that I'm not looking because in all honesty, A Course in Miracles says it so well. It's not our job to seek for love, but to seek for all the barriers we hold against its coming. And I actually want to read the whole paragraph. It says, Thinking that there is some special person out there who is going to save us is a barrier to pure love. It is a large gun in the ego's arsenal. It is a way that the ego tries to keep us away from love. Although it doesn't want us to see that. We seek desperately for love. But it is that same desperation that leads us to destroy it once it gets here. Thinking that one special person is going to save us tempts us to load an awful lot of emotional pressure on whoever comes along. And man, wow. And I want you to think, how much pressure do we put on our partners to fix us? How much pressure do we put on others to love us in a certain way? To act the way we want them to act? To heal us? When all of this is an inner job. Self-love, self-awareness, self-respect, self-discipline. All start with the self. Because only you can obtain that only you can work hard to achieve all these things this is nobody else's job nobody's gonna come help you nobody's gonna nobody's going to come fix you because that it's an inner job and the same way is true for the people who come into our lives we can show them the amount of work we've done we can show them how we've gotten ourselves from a to d to f to h to z but we cannot impose change on other people because if they do not want it they will not change and It's why are we constantly searching for love? Always in search of someone or something better. In search for someone to fill up a void that only we have the power to do so. We are always looking instead of becoming. People's love to you is an add-on. They should only add on to what you're already doing, giving, and feeling. It's nobody's responsibility to make you love yourself or to be your only source of love. Our goal should be to create the life we think we can only obtain through relationships. And I will say this again. Our goal should be to create the life we think we can only obtain through relationships. And that's by treating ourselves and loving ourselves. How we love others. How we want others to love us. Buy yourself flowers. Get dressed up. Take yourself out on a date and put your phone away. Pour back into you. Say no when you want to say no. Speak your truth. Show up when you say you will romanticize your life and existence while doing this while pouring back into me while putting myself first while seeking knowledge and applying while transforming my life i have noticed that i have destroyed major parts of who i was which is exactly what i wanted but i didn't realize the amount of changes that it comes with i believe that i can change myself and still remain in the same environment with the same people doing the same thing and as long as my mindset was different that it didn't matter and I was so far from the truth I find myself feeling disconnected from others it's like we operate on the same radio but we are playing different songs what I would once entertain no longer serves me or fills me certain things that I was okay with I'm no longer okay with I don't feel like I resonate with people with places with things that I used to do and one of the biggest indicators of this was that I didn't know how to be alone I didn't want to be alone I would create a schedule to be around people almost all of the time and now I'm just highly protective of my space and energy I don't want people to disrupt what I have going on to contaminate it now I find that my phone is almost always on do not disturb that I'm not engaging in small talk that I don't go to the places where I know people are going to drain my energy that I'm not sticking around people just because I understand where they're coming from 
or what they're experiencing. One of my friends reached out to me and he asked me two good questions and I'll ask them here. The first one says, do you ever think of how much people ruin potentially great friendships because we somehow are so caught up and soak up into perfectionism where we, where we believe someone has to be perfect in all aspects in order to be a great friend? And I said, hmm, if it's a great friendship and we're fucking it up, then that's our own fears and wounds showing up. But we do hold everyone to a perfect standard when we ourselves can't even achieve that. I was just thinking how quick we get upset when people say no to us. But it's like we all have free will. We don't always have to cater to each other. It's okay to say no without having to get upset. And we were also talking about, because he asked me, when you're looking to date someone, do you look for the right person as in someone that has a full package that you're looking for or someone that has the potential of being the full package? And I said, someone that has the potential and that's where I fuck myself over. That's delusional to think someone can ever match my vision of themselves if they don't already have or want it. And... I say all of this to say, and I'll share the last question and then I'll wrap that up. He also asked me, have you ever lost a friendship you thought was going to last for a lifetime? And over the course of my life, especially over the course of the last three, four years, where I have been putting in major work on myself, I have shifted out of the frequency of the people who I held dearly to my life. And I know that everything happens for a reason. I know that we just outgrew each other, that they no longer serve me as I no longer serve them, that who I am does not match who they are and who they are does not match who I am. And that is no shade. That is all love because I still pray for every single person who has left my life, who I have stopped talking to. And it's the reality that I would have loved for every single person who I have met in my journey to continue to be in my life. But the reality is that that's not how life works. People come into your life to teach you certain lessons, to show you certain experiences, to mirror certain wounds that you still need to heal from. And once their mission is over, then you part ways. You can love people. You should love people, regardless if you're on speaking terms or not. But I don't want us to dim our lights. I don't want us to dim our light to fit in. I don't want us to stay in a box to still have the same friends, the same partner, to be around family. If you no longer align with people and you truly love them, you can step away for a season. You can step away for a couple of months. Or you can burn yourself out trying to show them a better life. But again, until somebody is not ready for your message, until somebody is not ready to change, they won't make the necessary changes. But what I am not tolerating, as much as I love every single person who I have come in contact with, I will not destroy myself. I will not let people destroy me because they still hold on to this version of who I was because they're still doing the same things that we once did. I love myself and I am willing to protect myself at all costs because I never used to do that and I had to learn the hard way. So how I'm wrapping all of this up is by saying don't dim to fit in. How are you dimming your light? How are you dimming your purpose? How are you dimming yourself? How are you betraying yourself to stay around the same people in the same places doing the same things when your soul is calling you to do something higher, to do something greater? And ask yourself, asking ourselves, what is not aligned or needs to change? Because we need to align our life to our highest good. We are on a journey to becoming our best and highest self. And that means going through pain, if necessary. And now, (laughs) for the final piece, I read this. Maybe right now your journey isn't about love. Maybe your journey is about you. Maybe this is the season you are being challenged to be your own savior to be your own safe place. Maybe right now you are being reminded that the people who walked away were only ever leading you 
back to yourself we're only ever leading you here and here you are okay on your own here you are rebuilding here you're adapting and mending and reclaiming all of the pieces that you let them walk away with here you are being kinder to your soul you are giving yourself the same kind of love you have always given to others here you are not rushing your heart you are not depending on another human being to fix it instead you are doing that on your own here here you are healing Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please download the episodes, share the podcast, reach out to me, leave me feedback. I love you all so much. Until next time.